0: Hoosiers have started off the season strong. We know that. But what are the numbers behind their quick 2-0 start to the year? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday, November 16th, this you guys know is locked on Hoosiers. Your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Brood. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com/slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We know, obviously, through albeit two games, the Indiana men's basketball team has started off very hot this season. Played very well in those opening two games. Let's take a look at um, what at some of the numbers behind that, that hot start. I have a couple different sites we're going to look at. Obviously, everything we're going to talk about today comes with the caveat of a a crazy small sample size. But what I think you can do at this point is look at the numbers, kind of earmark some certain things, and see is this a product of a hot start or is this something that's going to be the case this season. Last year, early in the season, we saw that IU was a really good defense, but they were playing a really bad team and we didn't know, was IU good defensively? Or is their schedule just really bad? It turned. I mean, it turned out both were true, but we could see early on that IU was a really good defense. Kind of similarly, we can look at a couple things this season, see what the first two games have told us, and whether that's something that's going to continue to be the case throughout this year. Let's start at Ken Palm. I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with Ken Palm. It's going to be something we referenced throughout the season. Uh, it's, it's something we referenced a lot last season. Hadn't really referenced it this season much just because it was two really bad games. We're going to talk about it. We're going to use these guys on Friday to talk about the upcoming Xavier game. But so far, again, through the first couple weeks of the season, Ken Palm has the Hoosiers as 10th in their ratings. When I was preparing for this show, they were 9th. That was before Kansas beat Duke, so it is kind of live updating. Uh, The Hoosiers drop down one spot to 10th. Now they get a shot at Xavier, who is um, a top 40 team in Ken Palm, so the Hoosiers could be moving up by the end of the week, but they are the top-ranked Big Ten team in the country um, based on Ken Palm. Behind them, Michigan State, who also had a really big win on uh, Tuesday. They beat Kentucky, who is still number one ranked by Ken Palm. Uh, Michigan State's only loss so far so far is by a single point to Gonzaga. and boy, you thought Indiana had a tough schedule. Michigan State plays Gonzaga and Kentucky. they already did at neutral courts, home against Villanova neutral court, Alabama at Notre Dame. Uh, just a one hell of a way to start, uh, non-conference play. Tom Izzo is a madman. We know what he can do up there. The Hoosiers though, if you look at them, uh, their stats kind of specifically and, and obviously again, the defense is really good. And again, my notes are already outdated from, uh, before the, uh, the Michigan state game finish. The Hoosiers are eighth in the country in adjusted efficiency defensively for reference last year, they finished 24th. Um, so a little bit better. I'm not going to say that this is a better defense necessarily. It's again, two games against two teams that were, uh, really, really bad. Uh, but we know and, and kind of expect Indiana's defense to be, uh, good again this season. They're, Last season, they excelled at two-point defense, basically. They were the 10th best team at defending inside of the arc. Uh, This season, there isn't anything that, like, they're one of the very best. I mean, they they rank highest in terms of not allowing offensive rebounds and forcing turnovers, Um, and so those might be a couple things to monitor. I mean, When you have Trace, Race, Malik, Jordan Geronimo, I would hope that you'd be a really good rebounding team. And so far, that looks to be the case when it comes to IU defensively. What's interesting is offensively, and the Hoosiers improved, since I wrote my show notes, up to 15th in the country offensively. That's what happens when you score 189 points in your first two games. They are the third best team in the country in effective field goal percentage, That is, I mean, I don't need to tell you how much different that is in last season. They were 148th last season in effective field goal percentage. That number this season is buoyed by being the fourth best team in the country inside the arc. They were 125th last season. They've improved as a three-point shooting team. They've shot 40% through the first two games, which is 50th. Uh, They were 200th last year. So offense, we'll see. Uh, that's the the side that obviously has a lot more questions about um how sustainable it is. I don't think IU's going to be a top twenty offense this season. They might not even be a top thirty offense. Uh, it really depends on kind of how good Jalen Hood-Shafino is, um, how good Xavier Johnson kind of adapts to his new role. But um, we'll see. I th- that bench could buoy a lot of things, and I we're. I keep referencing that. I th- really think that's going to be the difference for Indiana in so many ways this season. And to that point, uh, some kind of odds and ends stats when looking at this IU team is that they're using the bench more, more bench minutes this season uh, than last season. Uh, they bench minutes comprise a 42.7%. Now, Part of that is the fact that IU had two blowouts with a lot of garbage time. But, I mean, IU very much is just using the bench more with the the main four guys, Malik, Tamar, Jordan Geronimo, Trey Galloway. They're going to rely on those guys a lot more. That's the eighth most minutes uh, from bench players this season. Last year, they were 168th. Why are they using the bench more? Well, they have a lot more... Division one experience last year, uh, this year compared to last year. Last year, and this is kind of a, a hard thing to quantify. Ken Palm describes it as basically measuring the amount of minutes players have played in Division one and kind of how that would translate to a full season. So the average amount of Division one experience the Hoosiers had last season was one point four kind of years. Um, that that basically kind of levels out whereas you might have a sophomore on the roster who technically has a year of division one experience but if they didn't play as a freshman they don't really have a year of experience so that's why you do kind of minutes versus years so last year um you had maybe someone like jordan geronimo might be a good example someone that um had played but didn't play a ton necessarily certainly played a lot more last season same with like a trey galloway and whatnot so um that was 295th that was one of the worst in the country this season it's almost a full year more of experience 2.32 and that comes despite adding two true freshmen to that rotation so that shows you just how much experience the hoosiers have this season that kind of quantifies it in a way It's 97th, um, and again, I'd be interested to see how, I mean, Jalen Huchifino and Malik Renault kind of weigh that down, and it's still one of the top 100 in the country, and a whole lot better than last season. So that's a big difference uh, with this Indiana team this season versus last season. Um, There are a number of ways to look at this team. And spell out why they're going to be better. Those are a couple of ways. I, again, this has kind of been prove it week, and the Hoosiers are going to have to prove some things on Friday. But um, we'll we'll see if these trends continue through that game on Friday, through some of these games into the December. Uh, portion of the schedule i want to look at some specific players specific lineups things like that as well that i found that were interesting when it comes to indiana this season before we do that though let's talk about today's sponsor linkedin these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's simple. You create a job posting uh, on LinkedIn. You can do it for free at linkedin.com slash college. You add the job, the purple hiring frame, to your profile so that all of your uh, kind of connections can see it spread the word. Um, it, it's basically the, the 21st century version of word of mouth. Um, and, and everybody uses LinkedIn and, and that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash loft on college. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Now for your second listen, uh, once we finish up here, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, wherever you guys listen to podcasts at. I can't help every year but to when the the Champions Classic, whatever the Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas thing is called, not to feel a little bit jealous. I, I really want Indiana to be part of something like that. Um, it's hard to do it when you have so many uh, – of the top programs in that one. But could you piece something together with Indiana, UCLA? I don't even know. Uh, maybe Louisville if you're not including those teams. And I, I don't know, just grabbing a couple programs from across the country and doing some version of that. Um, I really would just want Michigan State spot. That'd be a lot cooler. But uh, I don't think any of those four schools are going to stop doing that. I just am jealous. I love those early season matchups. Everybody tunes in. It's kind of the official coming out party for a lot of guys early in the season. And I'd love for everybody to see Malik renew the way we've seen him through the first couple weeks. And everybody get introduced to him as one of the the top freshmen in the conference this upcoming season. So maybe, maybe we can turn this Indiana-Kentucky thing into something like that with UCLA and... Louisville or I don't know, something something along those lines, Texas or somebody down there, UConn, maybe a Big East team, uh, something like that would be a lot of fun. Let's look at some individuals for this Indiana team that have stood out through the first two games. Use the site that was recommended to me. It's it's simply called Evan Mia. Uh, it's EvanMia.com. I, I tried to use some reference to look back to last season. There's a, a, a basically a very smart person that um, recommended this to me because I saw he was citing lineup data for college basketball, and that's hard to find. And I really, really enjoy looking at lineup data because I think it tells a, an interesting story a lot of times. And it has told an interesting story with Indiana through the first two games. Uh, for reference, if you kind of need to – Need to be proven that this thing Is something that's legitimate uh, If you look at last season Some of the lineups uh, That it says were the best for Indiana The best three man lineup last year Was Trace, Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson uh, Which checks out The best four man lineup Interestingly was Trace, Xavier, Millercott, Parker Stewart uh, The best five man lineup was taking The starting lineup, removing Race And inserting Jordan Geronimo Again, very interesting last season. You can expand that in a number of ways. Um, last year, if you want to look at Indiana's top, just five-man lineups. Uh, it is – I'm trying to adjust here because it requires a certain number of po- possessions I'm trying to remove. But we mentioned what the best five-man lineup was. Uh, the starters were a touch below um, – what what the that jordan geronimo lineup was so geronimo kind of figured into this one as someone who was pretty good last season in terms of lineup data when he was on the floor indiana played well basically so uh, i i looked at this year's team and i wanted to see through two games so if there was anybody that stuck out and there was interestingly tamar bates is somebody that hasn't he hasn't looked like he started off great. Um, statistically, uh, he might not have, be, have been lighting it up like people might have predicted. Um, not, and I, I, I've kind of been maybe a little disappointed in what he's done statistically, while also thinking he's. I, I've thought he's played well. He looks more like a point guard, somebody that can lead an offense. I mean, he's still averaging seven points, shooting 54% from the field. That three-pointer doesn't look great so far. Hopefully, he can get that turned around. And he's someone that has ap- is appearing all over this kind of lineup data. The best two-man group so far for Indiana through the first two games is Tamar Bates and Jordan Geronimo. Um, that is maybe a little surprising. I would have imagined it would have been a pair off the bench. Uh but if uh we're looking at who has had the highest kind of efficiency margin that they measure on this site, it is Tamar Bates and uh Jordan Geronimo. Now, the other guy that factors a lot into this is Jalen Hood Shafino. Um if you lower the the kind of required possessions limit, just a smidge, Jalen Hood Shafino and Malik Renu are not only the top two-man lineup for Indiana this season. They are the top two-man lineup in the country this season. That is two true freshmen as the best two-man pairing this season. And after that, it's just different variations of those four bench players. Second, Malik and Tamar. Jalen and Tamar. Tamar and Trey. uh, Tamar and Jordan. uh, Geronimo. So... It's that bench lineup that has been really, really good this season. We kind of knew that was the case, but uh, the lineup data is showing just how much. If you want to look at three-man pairings, that's when the starters come into it. Uh, The best three-man pairing for Indiana right now is um, Jalen hood Shafino, Miller Cop, Race Thompson. Uh, The second best is swapping out Miller Cop for Xavier. And then it's just kind of swapping around the starters. So the starters uh, factor into that more. Now, if you lower the possession limit again, um, which it's kind of arbitrary this early in the season where they set that at. Then if you lower it again, just a little bit, Tamar Jordan, Geronimo, Malik uh, Renu are not only the best for Indiana. They're the best in the country again. Um, So Malik Renu is another one that is popping up all over the place. And this lineup data, it's similar for the best four-man lineup. Um, If you lower it just a little bit to accommodate for the fact that these guys are bench guys, uh, then you have Tamar, Jordan Geronimo, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Malik Renu. Literally, the uh, three of the four bench players are the best four-man lineup in the country. Uh, And Indiana has the top three, swapping Trey Galloway in there. Uh, in the other two for some of the others. So it's basically that five-man lineup of Jalen, Tamar, Trey Galloway, Jordan Geronimo, Malik Renew is not only um, been really good for Indiana, but just been one of the best groups in the country. And to prove that point, the final point, a minimum of 10 possessions together this season so far, that five-man lineup is the best lineup in college basketball by a considerable margin. Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, Jordan Geronimo, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Malik Renew. Do I think that's going to be the case this whole season? I do not. But that's going to be a really good lineup for Indiana this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to just track how good it is uh, and how good it is. Relative to the starting lineup, because right now, albeit in a third of the possessions, it is demonstrably better than the starting lineup. Unsustainably better than the starting lineup, if we're being uh, honest. And all of those lineups are just unsustainably good right now. They feasted on a really easy schedule. If you compare it to last year's lineups that had a much larger sample size, Uh, it's not remotely going to hold. But that doesn't mean those lineups aren't going to be good. They've showed a lot of reasons why they're going to be good. And I'm confident that they're going to be good, just maybe not quite that good. Um, but that form, the, the starting lineup has played a fair amount of possessions together. Um, if you raise uh, the possessions to about as high as it'll go, um, this is a lineup that's about top 25 in the country or so uh that starting lineup so far we'll see what they're what they do against a tougher lineup on friday but that's a sense right now of what the lineups look like for indiana we're going to check in on that throughout the year i don't know that i'll do that game by game uh just because it'll be a bit repetitive but maybe once a week once every other week we'll check in on that and see what sticks out to us and if there's any trends we should monitor in that one Let's wrap up today's show by looking at some women's basketball bracketology after that big win for IU against Tennessee on Monday. But before we do that, let's talk about BetOnline. They're your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, the World Cup starting, eSports, everything you want, BetOnline.net has. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Conveniently, right after the IU women's team comes away with a monster win against Tennessee on Monday, ESPN's Charlie Cream uh, releases his updated Bracketology on Tuesday morning. If you guys want a full recap of the IU Tennessee game listen back to Tuesday's episode a lot of you tuned into that one i I was really happy to see that a, a, a little inside baseball I mean obviously women's basketball hasn't done quite as much as the men's basketball team it, it hasn't stopped me from talking about them but these last couple of shows about the women's basketball team have been um really popular and that I mean that makes me really happy because this women's basketball team is awesome they did de- they deserve love They deserve attention. I'm absolutely going to get down there for a couple games this season. They're far cheaper, if I'm being honest, than the men's game. It's $10 for a general admission ticket. Head on down there. Spend an an evening down there during the week. Make a weekend of it. Go down there during a one-day Saturday. Go around campus. Go out to eat. Go to the game. Stuff like that. Just give these... These women deserve a packed house because this is a really good team and you're going to get to watch one of the best... Uh, basketball teams in the country when you do that to that point when you look at the updated bracketology the hoosiers come in as a two seed in the seattle division the out west or or i guess region not division Uh, obviously the top four seeds in each um, or in each kind of bracket if you're a top four seed you host the the first two rounds basically is the best way of saying that which i really do like Uh, there's too much money to be made on the men's side to switch to that. Um, they're going to keep putting them at neutral sites and selling lots of tickets, but it, it's a nice bonus for being really good. Uh, it takes away maybe a little bit of the Cinderella story aspect of it, but I, I like it as a, a reward for having a good season. Indiana, the two seed would take on in this bracketology, Tennessee tech, the 15 seed, if they were to win, they would meet the winner of Villanova and Georgia Tech. The other half of their bracket is UCLA and Florida as a 6-11 matchup. Texas and Quinnipiac as the three-fourteen matchup. IU played uh, Quinnipiac last season. Actually had a pretty tough matchup against him. Pulled away in the second half of that one. Texas just played UConn on Tuesday. Uh, they lost in that game to give you a sense of where that program is the one seed in Indiana's division or region. I don't know why I keep saying division is Stanford, a team that the Hoosiers played last season as well. They lost, um, to the Cardinals, but Stanford, um, Maryland is in this region as a five seed UNC who the Hoosiers are going to play in a couple weeks is in this region as well. So Charlotte is a 13 seed, Uh, iu played them last season so some familiar faces in that region for the hoosiers Um, indiana's played a a lot of top teams in recent seasons and uh, there's a a good chance that they see some of them um, in some of these brackets when when you kind of stay along or amongst the top teams as a lot of programs have done for women's basketball you you run into each other a fair amount, and so um, Indiana's kind of running into some people that they've become familiar with. The one other one seeds are Iowa, uh, UConn, South Carolina. South Carolina are a flying death machine. UConn look great despite not having Paige Beckers on Tuesday. Iowa, we're going to get to see. Um, I think Indiana can can hang with and beat Iowa. They'd have to do it a couple times to, I think, take their one seed. Uh, The two seeds right now are Louisville, Iowa State, Notre Dame, and then the Hoosiers. So, IU um, kind of firmly in that two-seed seed uh, seed line right now. They're not going to have really any test in the non-conference slate as big as the one that they just passed against Tennessee. Now Tennessee is obviously struggling a little bit, but um, they are—they went from a one seed to a five seed in the latest or in between the bracketologies. Ohio State, the other team they lost to, is a three seed. They moved up, so it's not like they're playing slouches right now. Um, But in terms of non-conference play, the only other big team, the Hoosiers, play Quinnipiac um, in a little over on Sunday. Excuse me uh and then they play UNC that we mentioned and then it's on to Big 10 play with a couple non conference games mixed in there so they pass their their biggest test they're going to have other smaller ones but they pass their biggest test on uh Tuesday now it's kind of building the depth of that resume uh it's going to also show you how important those Iowa games are going to be they don't come till late in the season but if, if these two teams keep rolling, um, that could be a top ten, top five matchup. Get prepared, because those are going to be some really big, really fun games for the Hoosiers and the Hawkeyes. And they're going to do it a couple times. Last season they met three different times in about a three-week span. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a whole lot different this year. Between the regular season and Big Ten tournament play, it could get really interesting. So, awesome for the Hoosiers. To see them as a two-seed after that big win. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview the IU-Michigan State football game with a crossover episode with Locked on Spartans. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Wednesday. And as always, Elio.